The following podcast discusses alternative sexual practices in loving and detailed terms, and as such may not be appropriate for young children, those who don't understand English, or my mother. Mom, I know you want to be supportive of my endeavors, but seriously, stop the podcast and walk away. Listener discretion is advised. Companion, a podcast of wholesome kink and perverted knitting. I'm Sarah Arcane. And I'm Lansing Mike. And it's snowing, finally. <laughs> it's snowing, it's cold, it's it's winter before winter officially starts. Or not. It, it, no, I'm it, not good for this. It officially feels like late fall. It it it's the appropriate amount of snow for this time of year. It's not as bad as last year. Last year was cold and snow in the middle of October. So it's still too soon for me. I mean, the first snow is pretty, but I'm I'm done with it already. Yes, it, it looks lovely through a pane of, of double-glazed glass. <laughs> oh, so. Um, Craziness. Um, cra- crazy, wild. The concert I'm in, uh, the chorus I'm in has its concert tonight and tomorrow. So very crazy, busy time. We're recording on Saturday instead of Sunday because of that. Uh, and also, I forgot we were supposed to be recording. So, <laughs> thank surprise! You. Well, thank you for sending the text earlier today when I was actually trying to get the shape of the day underhand. It's like <laughs> I need to do all this stuff. Oh, oh I need to do all this stuff. And, uh, part of me is like, put it off. And it's like, but when will you find time to do it? And it's like, okay, we'll do it. Yeah. I, and so yeah. I'm here, yay! And we'll we'll see. We'll we'll make it fit. We'll, we'll make I, it fit, we'll make it quick, and I'll send you on your way to, to do a comic signing. Uh, there's a local uh, instructor at MSU who has a comic book making class. Oh, And yes. uh, for the final, they always make a product and go to a local comic store and sell them. And I tend to go through and buy one of each and have them sign it. And they're like, cool. And, and one thing you really need to teach them is, A, don't be surprised when someone wants you to sign their book. And B, have change. Uh, yeah. Because oftentimes they're like three bucks, maybe four, so they're going to need change. Yeah, I mean, people carry 20s in these days of ATMs. Yes. I luckily stopped, one of the things was stopping by the credit union and saying, I'd like to withdraw some money, all the ones please. And she was like, okay. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, banks and credit unions are happy to give you a, a rap stack of singles. I mean, that's... Oh, it was a wrap. She offered a rubber band, but I'm like, no, I'll just shove them in my pocket. Thank you. I, I, I have no time for this. Don't even count it. Just, you machine counted it. We'll trust the machine. So I don't know if I have as much as I asked for in my wallet, but that's my own fault. Uh, I used to like to get coins and just give them dollar coins or $2 coins for this stuff. And, and uh, because, well, no, yeah, there's, wait, do we still have a $2 coins? We, yes. we don't. No, Canada has a Jewias. Don't we have the Sacagaweas? Those are one dollar. What was our two dollar coin? I don't think we ever had a two dollar coin. Huh? Because yeah, we we had this. We had the we, Sacag- we had the we big, had Susan, we, Susan B. Anthony's, Anthony's and yes. then now they're Sacagaweas, and and now huh. they're President Gold Golden, well brass uh, coins, the same same color, weight, and size as the Sacagaweas, but have presidents on them. Okay. All of the presidents. And yeah, apparently the mint has a lot of those in storage. It's always fun to pay for things with coins. Like, so, but I didn't do that. I didn't have the piece of presence of mind. So, so that's why I run to after this. Uh, and then run to the church and get ready and uh, more prep and, and maybe find time to go over the music. I don't know. I, yeah. it's, 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 we're done. It's, it's you're done for it's all, this season. It's all over about the singing. Yes. No more practice. My husband feels the same way. Um, the group he's with is doing Handel's Messiah, the whole thing, mm-hmm. which is a pretty long mm-hmm. program. Um, and he was he was very grumpy yesterday after the tech rehearsal. 
So I'm like, it, <laughs> is, is this providing you joy or is it giving no. you stress? It, it not, it, performance never, it's not joyful. It's joyful when it's done. It's like the holidays. It's good when it's done. <laughs> or running or exercise. It's great when it's done. While you're doing it, it is hell. Well, I'm like, look, if, if you're stressing out to the point that you're having to double up on your blood pressure medication, perhaps you shouldn't do this next year. No, because that's when I realize it's my time to quit, when I'm no longer anxious and nervous and frantic about it. When I can just say, oh, this is just a thing I'm going to do, and hey, we're everything's going fine. That's when I know, oh, take it for granted, it's not a challenge anymore, bye. So as long as it is nerve-wracking, then I realize, okay, it's something worth doing. It, yeah, no, it's it's the fact that he has upped his, his blood pressure meds has, mm. has got me concerned. That, <laughs> yeah, yes, a bit of performance anxiety and a bit of stress is a good thing. But, yeah, as much as he's experiencing, I'm not sure. But... Hey, you have to suffer for your art. And didn't you see Amadeus? I mean... <laughs> Oh, so I oh, you want a live husband at the end of this. I understand. Yes. I rather enjoy coming home to a living, breathing husband. So, so then that's this week. Uh, it didn't help that there was a touch of either a minor flu or food poisoning that happened and took me out a day in the middle of it all. I was like, "Oh, this week would have kind of worked." So, it's just annoyance and and just stuff so it is the season it'll be over this weekend part of it then we have other hell to hell to deal with well moving on to better happier thoughts less hell less stress oh it's hell it's just a different version of hell hell is other people and our gossip section involves other people well before we get to the gossip oh. other other people other other people we got an email oh from crochet empire oh it reads as follows. Hi, guys. I work at the store Men's Room here in Chicago. It's a few months old, sells clothes, leather gear, sex toys, and grooming products. Let's call it a Ben Franklin for the gay man. Ooh. We sell crochet empire jocks, no kidding, and started selling Pablo Green's series How to Kill a Superhero. They're a series of gay superhero fetish bondage erotica novels. They're a lot of fun. I recommend them. He has a line of clothes that accompany the books. We did an event in the store as a kickoff, and Pablo needed a demo for some rope stuff. So, always one to put on a show, I volunteered. I was put in the Superman uh, costume and tied up. I knew I'd be blindfolded, and I was a little nervous because I'm slightly claustrophobic, and the idea of having my arms pinned to my side and in the dark might be my own personal hell. But I knew I was in the middle of a store with people, so I wasn't too worried. I got hogtied, put on a table, and was also kind of bound into our window like a living mannequin. <laughs> my shoulders were a little tight afterwards, but I was generally fine. I have to say that being tied up in and of itself didn't do a lot for me. But, while I was on the table, some of the guys watching the demo started grabbing my thighs and ass, and that definitely got me turned on. Maybe even a little, again, writing this out. So, bound? Not so much. Blindfolded while some guys I didn't know worked me over? I think I'd be up for that. Uh, crochet Empire. And, yeah, he included some um, nice, pleasant, tasteful photos. Um, Yes, spandex does a body good. <laughs> yes, it, it does. Yes, it, it's it's nicely. It, so I, yeah. That, the, yeah, that is a very interesting thing because yeah, it's uh, trying things out and actually finding out what you know what it mm -hmm. is you like. I mean, that's I think you know a lot of the, what I'm doing this podcast for is to push myself and see, hey, let's give that a try and see how that goes. Um, and then you know, experience. Yeah, it sounds like you know. That experience wasn't, you know, the complete turn on that it might be for some people. Right. But it ticked off some boxes and made you realize, hey, um, you know, I think, you know, especially with that, doing it, you know, basically in a public place. Right. I mean, very public. Uh, this was not even like in a dungeon or someplace where there's other kinksters hanging around watching. It looks like this was in public. 
Well, public-ish. I mean, it's... Store window? Yeah, store window in Boys Town, so one, one has to consider... Well, the, you could the still community. have the occasional open-minded family wandering by. Well, or, yeah. you know, just Or just people who, you know, aren't dedicated kinksters, shall we say. Yes, yes. And, and it sounds like a new place I have to check out in Chicago. Yeah, we, we'll have to um, check those out, and I'll ask uh, my... Uh, my friends currently in Chicago, if they have been there, and if they haven't, they, they should, should go, go. <laughs> and spend money there. <laughs> you know, uh, so support more gay-owned businesses. And, and it's a place you can pick up Crochet Empire. Jock straps and uh, jock straps, bow ties, boutonnieres. And, and uh, superhero gay erotica, which sounds wonderful. It sounds Sounds pleasant. You don't, you don't, we don't have to read context into our standard superhero stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah. what are Batman and Robin really up to? Uh, you know, well, it d- depends on which incarnation of Robin, because some of them were quite young compared <laughs> to Bruce. So, uh, it, it's, Well, it's just it's problematic no matter what. Just because of the whole mentor ward... Yes. Yeah, know. power imbalance. Yeah, no. You're not, you're not necessarily supposed to fuck your children. Yeah, no, that society generally frowns on that. Okay. Or your wards. But but sounds it sounds cool and I'll have to yeah, check out those myself because that yeah. does hit on several nerd and kink things that I like. Yeah. Field trip to Chicago as soon as I can afford it. Mm-hmm. It's going to happen soon sometime in the next year. I try and uh, I'm also going to try and get myself back down to claw. That, that's going to be more of a trick because the budget is much tighter this year than it was last year. So we'll see. I want to do it. I want to get down there. Well, I just and we're need to find somebody to crash with and and uh, put in two volunteer shifts. And that's why, yeah, that's what I was talking, thinking of when I was listening to the last episode. Was it, these things can be expensive, but they can be done economically. Yes. Uh, planning ahead. Uh, looking for the best rates, uh, traveling with people, maybe carpooling for the transportation costs, sharing rooms, uh, hunting out for good deals. Uh, sounds like there might be, you know, maybe, I don't know if there's uh, Airbnb culture down there, but, you know, sharing a space with many people as long as you can, you know, put up with them, find the right people. And then, yeah. then most of the, many of these events do have a volunteering opportunity, so you can go to the event itself much reduced, if not free. Yeah, I do. I do know that last year you could uh, do. I think it was eight hours um, worth of uh, volunteer shifts, and that would cover your full registration. Hmm. But they would still put a seventy-five dollar hold mm-hmm. on your credit card to ensure that you actually showed up. For so how much is registration itself? Um last year it was 150. Oh, so you know that's not a bad, you know, eight yeah, hours I mean, for it, 150 it, it, bucks. Yeah, yeah, it it's, you know, 20 bucks an hour. Mm-hmm. Almost 20 bucks an hour. I'm also, not, not awake enough to do complicated no, math I, right now, but uh but the other um well, wait. I think it might be more around 15. Because I'm thinking 8 hours, but if it was 10 hours, then it would be $12 an hour. Well, so it's hun- more, more than that because it's not well, it's less if, hours. Well, if it was $160 mm-hmm. for registration, yeah. then it would be $20 an hour. We have technology for this. <laughs> I mean, I, I just love growing up in yeah. an era where like you will never, there'll be times when you don't have a calculator on you and it's like bullshit. <laughs> it's it's here at my so what was it it's a uh, hundred and fifty no yeah hundred and fifty yeah. hundred and fifty and eight hours covers the whole thing eighteen dollars and seventy five cents an hour which ain't again ain't bad um, okay so yeah kinda... uh, assuming that they have enough open slots and a side effect of that is you just know that your volunteer shift is going to be at the same time as the one class or event <laughs> that you really want to take. And that's true. That's that's why I do wish I had made better life choices and had gone for money as opposed to love for my... Well, I didn't go for love. I, I like science. but Because I know people who do have those jobs that you know are reasonable hours and actually make a reasonable amount of money and, and can go to events and just enjoy the event and not have to work. That's nice, but 
Yeah, I was. I not was lucky enough. Lot. Yeah, I was lucky enough that last year at Claw, I had some mo- enough money mm-hmm. saved up that, I mean, would have been nice to have more money to be able to spend in the vendor mart. Um, get a, another crochet empire jock strap. Get some more leathers. Um, but I think there's also yeah. the you know the silver lining part of it is I enjoy working at events. I feel more a sense of belonging. So I like the idea of volunteering, even if you're not getting, you know, uh, compensation back for it, you're feeling more part of it than just being there yeah. and being a paid person. It's like you, yeah. you're you a part of the event, you're part of it, and sometimes you get to see stuff that you wouldn't otherwise. And yeah. the thing about being able to buy things, it sounds like a grandfatherly, hey, here's a lesson for your child kind of thing to say, but it's kind of true. <laughs> if you actually can't buy everything that you want, things you do get, I think you appreciate a bit more. If you, you know, have to save up for that second Crochet Empire jock, that's, you know, I think you'll enjoy the two you have more than if you buy one every time you see them and you have a whole drawer full and now you have ten, not eight of which you never wear or even think true. about. Because I, I think of so many things I've thrown money at in time and just got not much out of it because, oh, yeah, I do want that. Then once I had it, it's like, oh, I got distracted and realized I didn't want it as much as I really thought I did. And if I had been a bit more, you know, let's think about this before we buy it, be like, oh, okay. You know, surround yourself in the, you know, the things you really, really want. And sometimes you don't really want the things you think you want, you know, given a bit of time. Yeah, buyer's remorse. All right. Bar- oh, yeah, buyer's yeah. remorse. I heard yeah. bars. So I'm like, bars? bars. Buyers. No, no, it's not even remorse. Because <laughs> for me, it's like, that's when you buy something, like, oh, I didn't really want it. No, it's like, you buy it, you thought you wanted it, and then you you forget about it. And it's like, I got it, got it. And I'm, I'm thinking I've known of people who, uh, well, actually, I've known of people whose estates were being cleared out, mm-hmm. and just rows and rows of shoes and dresses and jewelry, all with the price tag still on it. Oh, now, I think maybe maybe they just got a joy out of shopping. They just love shopping. But there's also, think of the people who have to go through all your shit once you're dead. And I do know the people who had to go through all the stuff. And it's like, yeah, we found another box full of shoes that had never been worn. And it's like, okay, just think of that. Think of the future. Yeah. Well. Think of it, your heirs having it, to go through all that. Speaking of estates, yes. If, if I happen to get run over by a, a bus or die unexpectedly sometime in the near future could you do me a favor and smash my hard drive with a hammer (laughs) nobody needs to see what's on there (laughs) Uh, okay um moving on to um the events of last week first friday Mm -hmm. and uh detroit bondage club uh first friday was busy Mm -hmm. There, there were lots and lots of people there busy bar night many other people a uh, good number for us yes in our, in our kinky corner uh i like i said it was a busy night i think it went pretty well it it went well overall um saw a gentleman flagging pink mm-hmm. um which is one of the rare colors uh, oh i'm thinking orange which is every anything goes yeah. uh, Pink, he he said was toys. Okay. Um, so, so dildos and yep things. Like, yeah. Okay. Uh, it yeah silicone rubber uh, okay. in glass stainless steel insertable toys mm-hmm. um, was his bag. And oh like, cool. And I said you know, yeah we don't really see uh, a lot of hankies around here even on you know the the fetish night. I mean mm-hmm. sometimes I'll I'll have one of my red hankies hanging out and. My wallet is red handkerchiefs. Um, I know someone who has a red handkerchief tattoo on their ass cheek. That seems kind of redundant. (laughs) I mean, if if I can see your red hanky tattoo, should already know that. Well, maybe maybe at the gym, someone's walking around bare bare assed. It's like, oh, okay, they're always flagging it. (laughs) Well, and um. One of our listeners, hello, you know who you are, um, stated that he said, I I need to retire the third part, the mother or grandmother uh, not being appropriate for. Okay. And I was thinking about that for the past two weeks. I'm like, yeah, but I haven't been able to think of anything 
to replace those with. Um, so, listeners, if you have ideas for our show opener, drop us a line. Be happy to uh, work those into our spiel. Uh, one, uh, not so much feedback, but it was more an observation. Mm-hmm. I think a regular listener said, uh, not listener, a regular attendee uh, at First Friday said that they had this thing where they felt bad because they've known people who have come from like out of town to the event mm-hmm. and expected it to be more Menjos, like on King Night. And it's like, no, it's that, Lansing. Yeah. It's, it's Lansing. And it, well, no, now when Esquire was First Friday's uh, Leather Night, uh, it would get. I wouldn't say Menjo's level ever, but it was pretty busy. And yeah, it was definitely I mean, not, a, you know, it was worth coming from out of town to attend because there are a lot of people. And also Lansing is kind of central, so you get people from Flint, from Detroit, from uh, Grand Rapids. You know, people could... Jackson, yeah. Come in for that. And, uh, and a lot of the interstitial in-between areas. Someday, I mean, working up to that. Yeah. But this stage is still just kind of... Quiet um, us, you know, filling up a table and networking that way. And I think, you know, I, I can understand someone showing up and, yeah, not, you can't expect a mini claw because I, yeah. I honestly, one night it was, well, I felt like it was a mini IML. They, there was some pup play going on. There, the majority of the people were there. I think they had invited one of the uh, Detroit or Grand Rapids leather groups to come mm-hmm. and they brought a, a cross and they had erected it and I don't think it got used but there is toys and oh, stuff at, all over at Menjo's? Uh, uh, Esquire oh dirt, back, back, back in the day, day back oh, in the okay, day on okay, first okay. leather okay. Fridays <laughs> yeah I was like what wait a minute <laughs> yeah so I mean it, it could be and that's what it could be again there's there's enough I think interest I mean these people who were attending back then are still around and unless they've Retired from the kink community, right? So, it, yeah, there there is that. Pop- I would like it to be more. I would. Mm-hmm. Um, I I just don't see a good way of making it more. I and well, I g- think g- give it. We aren't terribly active about yeah. pushing it. Honestly, no. Uh, if there's if I mean I think of, I look at all my profiles online and. It, it could be mentioned on that easily enough. Mm-hmm. Even on the grinders and the scruffs and the growlers. Yeah, I, I could be should, a line about that. I, I mean, there are ways of outreach. My recon. There's, yeah. there's, well, there's ways of outreach. We have lives, we have work, we have paying jobs and volunteering and socializing, we do. Yep. So it's, it's, it's something. But it can be more, but that will require work and effort. And maybe at some point we'll come around to that and do it. But right now, it's it's just about hanging out once a month and mm-hmm. and you know luring fresh people. <laughs> Trying to think if we had any new people there on Friday. Uh, well, we had one who wasn't a Kingster. He was Kingster adjacent. He was there right. with uh, one of the regulars. Was more like it's not his thing. I think he was more like okay, but he also knew lots of other people at the bar, so he was circling with that. Right, right. Uh, I'm trying to think. Actually, newbies, and I don't think we had any new on Friday. No, n- nobody really knew on Friday. Um, Saturday at Detroit Bondage oh. Club, there there was some fresh meat there. A lot yeah. of new people. Yeah. It's like you couldn't you know turn around. You couldn't swing a flogger and not hit someone new. Yeah, and it, uh, this big puppy. <laughs> um. Yeah, don't don't have a good name for him, so I'll just call him Mastiff because <laughs> he he kind of gave that vibe. He had puppy uh, air to him. He 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 has a definite puppy air to him, and not not even yeah. so much pup as in the subculture, but just puppy as big and new and yes, not awkward so much, but you know just that puppiness. <laughs> yes, and but also a big guy. I. I'd have to, if I had to guess, he was at least six seven because I I had to look, I, I was definitely looking up to him and yeah, you know, just the uh, slab of meat <laughs> that guy. Um, he was fun to scritch. It, it interesting response from him because I will you know go up to pups, scritch them and ask who's a good boy, who's a good boy, and. Often, my most common responses are, um, I am, or I, 
an affirmative bark or mm-hmm. something like that. This this guy, this pup, responded with, "Is it me?" <laughs> and I said, "Yes, yes, you are the good boy." But that what's the first time I've I've run across that. I mean, I think I've run across a um, a baru. You know, the 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 vocalization and the head tilt and the confused, and then I go, yes, you're the good boy. But, yeah, ne- never had that question asked back to me, so... I think I've yeah. seen a cartoon of that where a woman's looking at a dog and it's like, who's a good boy? And it's like, I don't know. Am I? And it's like, and then it has this thought about what is good and all this, and she's like, yes, you're the good boy. And then it gets the stars in its eyes and like, oh, I am? Yeah. So. Oh. <laughs> or it might be yeah. they just might not know how to respond if they aren't you know in pop culture it's like how do I answer that question it might be kind of like I am or am I am you I know? yeah because they might be concerned there's actual protocol of how to answer that but you know pup's so new that it doesn't I don't think it has that that feeling yeah. of you know more abundant, like, this is how it's supposed to be. It's whatever, you know, it's, it, it's new and people are still feeling their ways and figuring it out. Yeah, pup, pup is very much what you make it, mm-hmm. which can be difficult for, for those who are new to the culture and are looking for more guideposts mm-hmm. and uh, guidance. Um, yeah, some interesting discussions uh, on Saturday that I got involved in. Um, talking, we got to talking about if we ever did anything at the gym. Uh, or health clubs in general. I Like actual gyms or sex club? No, actual actual places where you give them money to... Uh, places that make money by having people not use their equipment. So, no, not, not sex clubs, okay. not the body zone, but Planet Fitness, Gold's Gym. Okay. Okay. Um, or in, in my case, it was the rec center at the university I attended. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, we talked about that, talked about, um, like lock- doing what there? Oh, just scoping guys out. How, oh, how okay. far, oh, I see. you know, okay. how far cruising, cruising. I thought and- you meant like a, in a planned event, no, no, like, no, no, like planned no, event. No. I'm like at a gym. It's like, well, there are showers and okay, but Okay. Yeah, no, not not public planned events, but our experiences okay. of you know, looking, cruising, flirting, mm-hmm. and how far, you know, how far have you gone oh. in those settings? And you know that per, never uh, far enough. Yeah, I mean, I I've blown guys mm-hmm. in um, uh, shower cubicles before because you know I'm I'm like you know. I've got a very old soul in that, you know, I am perfectly comfortable walking around the locker room completely naked. I mean, you know, if I'm going to the showers from my locker, my towel's on my shoulder. It's not wrapped around my waist. I'm like, sure, have an eyeful. What do I care? I'm comfortable with my body. Well, that's the thing is like, yeah, if you don't like what you see, then you just don't look. Or if you don't care, then you just don't look. I mean, that's... Yeah. It's kind of simple that that but, way. Yeah, but there was a comment that you know, I've always the, distru- the, oh. these darn millennials are, are so uncomfortable about being naked, even in a locker room. That yeah, know. oh yeah, yeah. Let's yeah, not. Whenever I hear someone say, "Oh, millennials," it's like you don't know fuck about millennials, because anyone saying that is an old person <laughs> who's just making up shit. It's like they instead of saying kids nowadays, they say millennials. No one knows the fuck. Even millennials don't. There's not. It's it's like, yeah, that, that's me getting my soapbox and a pet peeve of mine is like, oh, this group or any group. I was like, oh, yeah. Gen Xers now or kids nowadays. Are <laughs> these kids today get off my damn lawn? And it's like you know the the funny thing you know about millennials is like it's a term that we've made up to describe a group of people that you know generalities like oh gays or. Oh, people are like this. I was like, no, they're not. Um, but no, I've, I've, I've even before millennials were born, I was going to the gym and saw people who were shy, and you know, the person who would very carefully have their towel cinched up around their waist and slowly get their underwear on underneath it and make sure nothing was ever seen, and then quick. Um, some people are just very shy and very uncomfortable, and uh, they might part of it might be homophobia, part of it just might be 
I don't stack up to these gods standing around me. I have a bit of a paunch. I don't have a six-pack. I don't want them to see how I failed at being a man. That's, you know, the, the burden we get to throw on ourselves. Uh, I think the burden on women and looks is much greater. But True. the bit that we get, the Adonis complex, is like, you've got to be a slab of meat, and it better be hard and ungiving and angular, and that's what's hot. And otherwise, you're just a lazy slob. And it's like, shit. <laughs> Which I am. Right. Well, you know, and I, I mentioned that, you know, the, the first I went at the gym came from me being in, I was in the dry sauna, mm-hmm. sitting on my towel. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm naked in the sauna, you know. Why not? So I'm sitting there relaxing, eyes half closed. Guy comes in as comfortable as I am. Um, I give him a quick look one time. Like, hmm, not bad. And he, he mentions to me, I like your PA. Look at that and say, I like yours too. And we smile at each other, and then we discreetly slipped out of the sauna into the cubicle and got to know each other a little bit better. Yeah, I never really saw anything happening in the sauna because it's just too visible. A steam room. Steam room, yeah. Yeah, the, the, I think the, the protocol was, you know, go to the sauna, and then after you've been there long enough to make it look like you're there to be there, then you move over to the steam room and see who follows. <laughs> And you know, they came pretty fast. Like, okay, maybe they're not just here for steam. Um, yeah, I used to go a lot, uh, the YMCA. Uh, mm-hmm. And the one in downtown is, there's nothing for kids there, so it's always adults. So it was perfect, perfect spot for cruising, actually. Uh, there's a steam room. How old school. Um, and they used to have, now this is pre-my time there, but they used to have a separate men's locker room that had a steam room and free towels and all that. You had to pay an extra bit per month. Mm-hmm. It was left over from the old when from an old design they had. So they had the normal women's room, the normal women's locker room, and then they had this special like executive locker room. And I remember people telling me about it and me looking for it and no this is even where the Y not isn't not where the Y is today, but it was a separate building, separate okay. structure entirely. And they tell, tell me, these guys are telling me about, oh, yeah, I would go to the steam room there, and yeah, and things would happen. So I went and worked out there once, and it's like, looking for the steam room. I'm like, there's no steam room. It's like, is this like a snipe hunt? Were they lying to me? No, I didn't know that you had to pay an extra five bucks a month to get access to this exclusive men, you know, uh, uh, men's locker room. It was just left over from the days when, you know, there was an executive locker room. And I was like, oh, that's why I didn't find a steam room, because there wasn't <laughs> one that was available to me. Then they moved to a different location, and yeah, there's sauna and steam room and showers, and uh tends to be quite cruisy. It's not... Not blatant. No, um, and people are very timid about it, because they know they're in a semi-public place, and if they are blatant at all, there is people there who are really there just to work out, and to seriously work out, and don't want to see hijinks. So I think people were always very good about it. if you're going to be fooling around, it was usually in the steam. And when the door opened, you know, break off contact and just pretend nothing was happening. And uh, and, and clean up after yourself. Nobody likes slipping in a puddle of cum. <laughs> nope, I've never seen anything to completion. I mean, you don't just have the time. And I think people, no. you know, the, the furthest I ever went was there was a very nice, you know, swarthy kind of buff Italian guy. And... You know, we kind of traded half-assed blowjobs, basically, in the steam. <laughs> and, you know, we're aroused, but nothing went. And, you know, I gave the offer. It's like, well, I live nearby, and he wasn't interested in anything that was going to be take more than five minutes. And I remember leaving and a third person coming in, and I think they had their fun. I'm like, cool, works for them. Yeah, I, I, I should get a gym membership, maybe to the downtown Y, maybe Planet Fitness... I, 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 want, we, I want to be less of a man than well, I Well, yeah, as I, we get I, older, it's harder and harder. Yeah. I, I let mine lapse uh, years ago because I just was not making use of it. And the, my card changed. And it's like, oh, this is the easy way of quitting. And uh, because it is, it's, it's going to be pricey. I, I like the Y for what it offered. Just actual equipment and all that. The Y I thought was a good deal. Okay. Uh, you know, there's many locations. They have pools. They have classes. Uh, it, it's a good place. And also, uh, they were... Uh, dragging their heels about saying that you know same-sex couples could be considered as family. This is prior to marriage being legalized. Right. Uh, there's some board members who are kind of hemming and hawing about that, 
And I remember one of the organizations belonged to was going to make this big thing. We made t-shirts. We're going to get all up in arms about this and say, really? And then even before we really got started, they were like, okay, yeah, you're right. You know, good enough. If you're a domestic partnership, that counts as families, your families. And we're like, oh, well, we'll still claim that as a victory. <laughs> we made <laughs> the goddamn t-shirts. <laughs> we made the t-shirts. We want, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll put that as score. Yay, we, we did something. Yeah. Even though we did. So, yeah, they did. You know, I think it was just someone who talked to the, like, the person who was kind of like, well, we're a Christian organization. Yeah. It's like, it's in our name. It's like, you're also a men's organization. But I see, you know, I see women working out. And also, young is in your name of your organization. Yeah. And I see a lot of old. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't, you know, the, the only thing that you really are is an association. An association, yeah. Uh, so yeah, no, but yeah, I think gyms have, I mean, I've heard stories of friends who cruised, uh, you know, uh, Fitness USA, mm -hmm. which their name was Fitness US Gay, because it was, uh, certain days it was only men, certain days it was only women, so it was just a, you know, unisex environment, and I knew a guy who would be showering in like this, you know, we're working out in the skimpiest little shorts, and he actually was very active. There and in the locker rooms, like cool. I don't know about any of the other places. Uh, I'm sure they vary. There's the so it's, but yeah, it's a traditional place. Why? Because there's guys there and they're naked, and they're also working out. So the testosterone got a little bit pumped up. So, and if there's any chance they want something done, there's the opportunity. Like I said, I I like it as a grounds for meeting someone, but I wouldn't you know just a bit of flirting, a bit of groping, but. Anything more than that, I never felt comfortable doing there because it's too public. Yeah, yeah. No matter how private, you know, there's times at the Y you could tell that there'd been some, you know, something was seen because suddenly, yeah, the towel guy was there a lot. You know, they're picking up towels, you know, mopping, and it's like, oh, you're actually here to make sure nothing's happening. That, that there are no, no shenanigans going on. Yeah, I mean, that was... but So, so that was yeah. a topic they were talking about. I yeah. didn't hear that at all at the... Uh, DBC. Yeah, no, that that was later in the night okay. uh, upstairs, um, and yeah. and that progressed on to the, you know to early crushes and mm -hmm. um, and one of the guys mentioned how he he just got a real hard on over hairy bodies and mm -hmm. um, high school. Yeah, you know our first locker room experiences. Yeah, it's very potent because it's probably before we're able to really feel comfortable doing anything about it or even understanding it and you're seeing it there like in front of you and it's like oh you know it's like you know i don't know what i'm feeling but it's it's good but it's also uncomfortable yeah. so what a, a a very hairy gentleman was up there at the time and allowed the guy who had the hots for, for body fur to beat off all over his chest oh. and you know he was very vocal about it and enjoyed every second of it and then he allowed me to um, clean up afterwards with my tongue so that was pleasant um, well and the other thing about the night it's funny because there are a lot of new people there but it was a very slow night like there weren't a lot of people there well not slow i'd say it's a very sparse night yeah that was an interesting because i know one of the new people uh was very i think they're kind of deer in headlights like wow this is there's a lot of stuff going on and they said that they were glad that it wasn't that busy a night for them. Mm -hmm. As a first introduction, they were very happy that it wasn't super packed with a lot of people. And they knew a couple people there, but, you know, you could just tell that it was, like, kind of all new to them. Right. And it was like they're a bit, not taking it back, but just like, what do I do? I don't know. And just well, taking it in. And, and the evening kind of peaked early because oh, yeah. there was this group of three that showed up a regular one person who'd been there like a time before and one a, a newbie and, and a newbie and they took over one of the rooms mm -hmm. um and gave a show and gave a rather nice show <laughs> i mean i think yeah. they were there because it's like okay we want to fuck and we want to fuck in public and because you know i i definitely got the feeling and they were doing it just to get ready to go to the bar they showed up there for about an hour to you know just strip down to harnesses and toys and just do stuff um to a very you know willing bottom who was i think enjoying the attention and and it was it was like i said it was fun to watch it, it, it was very fun to watch because yeah they just showed up took off their stuff 
got down to it. And then it's like, okay, uh, we're going to move on now to the bar. <laughs> and put, yeah. on, put on their bar clothes and left. And it's like, okay. Right. They could, like, they, so they could have done that in an apartment. You know, done mm-hmm. all that. And it's like, so I was, I mean, but it's the thrill of being watched, knowing that, yeah. Like I said before in the, the email, that thrill of knowing people are watching you and it's public. And, uh, yeah, that was that was a nice start of the evening. It was like, yeah. as I said, it was just like real porn. <laughs> yeah, real 3D porn with all sorts of neat angles to <laughs> it. And, and, yeah, I mean, you could tell from the way that they were going about it that they were putting on a show. They mm-hmm. were aware of the audience, mm-hmm. playing to the audience a little bit. And uh, it was very pleasant. Uh, <laughs> yeah, great, great way to get things uh, revved up. It's funny, though, because, yeah, because for such a charged evening, and like I said, there are a lot of new people, and I tend to you know, feel comfortable talking to new people, and I think I've even led a few new people astray and gotten them a bit more undressed or done stuff with them. Uh, that night, though, I just, I was more, like, a lot more talking mode and didn't really interact too much. Uh, you know, there's a little bit of groping in that, but nothing really that hardcore happened. I was like, okay. Yeah, no. Um but yeah, it was a, it was an interesting evening. Uh, like I said, not many people, but a lot of new people, and some interesting things to be seen. Yeah, and I I didn't even get, I didn't really even get greased up, which hmm. is rare for me. And uh, so, yeah, I need I need to. I've noticed this at both number six and DBC. It seemed that like when I first started going to both of them. That there was lube everywhere. That, okay. that there were lots of little bottles of lube mm. strategically placed all over the the dungeons. And it seems like that has gone away or wasn't re- really a thing at the time. And I, I found myself hunting for lube more and more. And I, I always bring my own. I have it, it but I've got it in my... Uh, toy bag, which I usually just leave mm-hmm. in the locker room. So I could see well because I know on the email that uh, gives directions and all that. Once you are on the list, it you know it lists things to bring. It's like whatever toys and you know lube. It lists lube on there as things to bring. You know I can understand because yeah, I've there are condoms aplenty, but yes. there's not a lot of lube, and I can understand. I think I can understand that because. A condom is nice and sealed. If it was like packets of lube, like an individual mm-hmm, packet, mm-hmm. I'd be fine with. But if it's just an open bottle of lube, I don't think I feel comfortable necessarily using it because I don't know, you know, where the where the last hands have been that have been around that bottle. Was it thoroughly washed? Um, did you know? Was the lube itself is like how you know how long has it been sitting around? Uh, you know, what? I mean, it's kind of like you know an open an open ketchup bottle. It's like if I'm at a fast food joint, I'd rather have a ketchup packet than an open bottle that's sitting on that table because, you know, I don't know if the toddler who'd sat at that table before had just put his lips right on the, the edge of the bottle and then they just put the cap back on and said, oh, it's fine. It's like open stuff just like, no. Yeah, no, I really got to have my lube on me, mm-hmm. with me, fi- find a way to comfortably tuck one of those bullets of gun oil mm-hmm. that I've got f- find a way to have that comfortably either in my jock or in my boot. And it sounds like there's needs to be a whole new line of like fashion harnesses that actually have places to strategically place condoms and lube and, and poppers little little mini bandolier kind of thing yeah. by the yeah, shoulder yeah. that, you know, and then, Hey, and that'd probably be the easiest way to do poppers. Like you just have it and, you know, bend over and <laughs> take a snort of your, uh, your shoulder and then, okay. Well, yeah. Hands free. Yeah, yeah. Just, just a, a few extra loops on the harness that, with, that are elastic. That yeah, you can put uh, lube and, and poppers and maybe a, a condom or two. And yeah, that I could work. <laughs> and a, a, a place for you know the your bathhouse locker key, and oh, so you don't have well, to have to round your wrist or ankle. A little ring to yeah, whole thing. Yeah, because I wanted the um. Accessories that I saw one of the uh, the people put on was this nice shoulder harness that uh, that I like the design of. And I was like, ooh, yeah. All right, 
So yeah, it was yeah. it was an interesting week. It was an interesting week there. So you have so was yes. our talk about bathroom not bathrooms <laughs> locker rooms the because you said you had a couple possibly surprise topics. Uh, and yeah, and we're at um, about forty five minutes on the timer oh. already. Wow, how time flies! Well, the um, whole discussion of I think locker rooms was kind of a a mini topic. Kind of. Um, well, and, and these are really many topics. So which one are, are you more interested in, in for the next 10 minutes or so? We could discuss etiquette hmm. or terminology. Hmm. You'd mentioned etiquette before, so that was kind of yeah. halfway on my mind. So probably for that, because yes, he is yeah. throwing these at me, complete surprise. <laughs> I've had no prep. Okay, we, we will save the terminology discussion for another um, episode, but yeah, I did want to, and I we've hit on this before, mm-hmm. but I I feel the need to talk on it again because I've seen some people who don't understand dungeon etiquette. Mm-hmm. I mean, most obvious example was this was before the election at one of the dungeons. I was trying to get my partner off Mm -hmm. we'd been working at it and loud discussions of politics and particularly trump filtered through and hard-ons went away Mm -hmm. instantly and we're like well that kills the mood it is interesting because i think yeah in the dungeons i've seen there does seem to be kind of this place where okay these sections like you know in number six there's the upstairs Right. Where I've seen, you know, some, some stuff does happen. But mostly I think it's where people just kind of hold court and talk and have conversations. Food's up there. There's places to sit down. That's kind of the place where you can visit and hold court. Downstairs, I feel guilty because, you know, sometimes conversations do erupt. But I feel the downstairs is more of the dungeon where it's really maybe you should only be hearing things that are actual play. Like yes. words and that, you know, that's not the basement isn't necessarily the right place for any discussions. You know, maybe commenting on equipment or talking about technique or something like that. But just visiting is like, no, there you are given a place for this. It's upstairs. Right. Down here is where people are trying right. to get and, you know, down I've, and I've I've given people the, the grand tour downstairs and I can be very talkative mm-hmm. when I'm working somebody through a flogging mm-hmm. or putting them into the box or, you know, doing any number of things. I like to talk through what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and at DBC, yeah. yeah, again, the downstairs and upstairs are more, I think, play areas where the main floor tends to be, again, where the food is, where there's, you know, places to sit down and just visit. I would think that that, you know, especially like a little kitchenette area seems to be a place where I think it's very open to conversation. Mm-hmm. And almost like I would be raise my eyebrow at play happening in that little kitchen area. Yeah, it's yeah. small. It's no. It's by the food. It's like no. Let's. This is the place for just sitting down and talking or taking a break from stuff. Right. I mean, at DBC, it is kind of like some of the better bathhouses that I've seen in this way mm-hmm. that they have that they have both a porn lounge Mm -hmm. and just a general tv lounge Mm -hmm. and um i mean they're both generally places for relaxing but people will do naughty things in the porn lounge but in the tv lounge Mm -hmm. it is considered gauche Mm -hmm. to to grope somebody it yeah if you're going to do something with somebody you don't do it in the tv lounge maybe you get their attention and then wander off and if they follow yes but yeah just say hey yeah so yeah and dbc is like that i mean We've got the uh, a table in the kitchen, mm-hmm. um, and we've got the food. And then there's the living room where people tend to eat and gather and relax, mm-hmm. but there's also porn going on there, and I've seen people doing less intense play. Oh, yeah, especially on the couch. Yeah. yeah. All kind of snuggled on that couch, just kind of doing stuff with each other. Because, yeah, there is porn playing in that room. So that's, you know, if it's... It Sometimes you know, it's really bad porn. I mean, I think it would be a different vibe if it was like... And also there's a, a great library of books on bondage and technique and pictures yep. around there too. I, you know, I'd say that living room would be different if they're like just showing CNN. I think that would be the symbol saying, hey, this is the you no know, play zone where you can just kind of 
get away and decompress about all the stuff you've seen. You know, this will mm-hmm. be the corner where the least sexual room of the house in this dungeon where sex is everywhere. Here's the place if you just need a moment not to be in that environment. Um, I don't know if that's really necessary because I think if someone just gets overcharged and it's like, oh, too much, it's it's never, there's always corners to get away from. Yeah, I've never seen DBC so busy that it's going on mm-hmm. every room, every corner, even though there is the potential for it. And I've seen it happen just about everywhere, one time or another. I've been in environments like that. Um, the Not the victory party at the bar at IML, but the one they have Monday night. Uh, whatever the event at, they usually have at a bar on the Monday night of IML. Um, okay. Less attended because many people have already left. Right, right. But uh, that tends to be very charged and very packed and lots of sex going on in every corner. Uh, at least the years I went, and that which was, I think, like 2008, 2009. I've heard that I think the venue changed and it's not as sex-friendly anymore. But that's where I was, like, coming up a little spiral staircase and saw, you know, looked up and realized some guy against the banister up there was had a fist up his ass, like, right there next to the stairwell. It's like, okay. And, uh, Surprise! In any dark corner, there's going to be stuff going on. Uh, yeah, not it's never been that as crazy and charged at DBC or number six. No, in certain yeah. corners it can get that oh, way. Yeah. yeah, but uh, I think the etiquette, trouble with that etiquette is I don't know if people necessarily pick up on it. I I don't know if it's explained to them. I have think you know because I think a lot of play spaces yeah, we, tend we, to have rules. Yeah. They tend to have a listing of rules, and it might be you know. That part of it is like, hey, kitchen, kitchenette are kind of designated as kind of just yeah, and, hangout spaces. Yeah, and, and the etiquette things I'm thinking of here are, you know, the unwritten rules. I mean, they, these things aren't usually yeah. written down. Um, so there's going to be yeah. violations, especially by people new at it who haven't picked up on it. Or even long-time people who just never had it kind of spelled out. It's like, oh, that's right. I've yeah. never really played there. I I think sometimes you unconsciously pick up on it. Yeah. Uh, something else that I wanted to mention um, about dungeons and, and etiquette is uh, the presence, or lack thereof, of alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never seen any alcohol um, at n- number six. Okay, well, isopropyl alcohol. There, okay. There's plenty of that, but uh, no, no booze there. And... I've seen people drinking beers at number six mm-hmm. and I've seen them doing it in the basement. And, and to me that that's two types of tacky there. One, the food should stay on the main floor. The, 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 the fucking and the eating shouldn't mm-hmm. happen uh, in, in the same space mm-hmm. unless you're doing a guy with an eggplant and well, that's its own thing. Um, but yeah, uh, uh, having alcohol at a dungeon to me uh, personally de- defeats part of the purpose of going to the dungeon because mm-hmm. um, I just find alco- alcohol deadening um, and I'm there for the intense sensation. Now, I can understand that some people ne- think they need it to relax um, or that they find it too intense and they need mm-hmm. a bit of that buffer. The whole um, liquid courage thing. Yes, and but also last time at DBC, somebody brought rum balls, hmm. the, the little balls of, I think they were fruit cake, and mm-hmm. um, I popped one in my mouth, and I'm like, oh shit, that's been soaked in really good rum. <laughs> there was no indication, and I that made me grumpy and i mentioned it to the dungeon master that hey we might want to label these as well i think anytime you have food i mean that's possibly part of the etiquette too it's like if there's food put what's in there um yeah because you know people have dietary stuff it's like i can't eat this can't eat that i think in those cases most people like well if it's not labeled i assume it's going to be something i can't eat or shouldn't eat like if you can't deal with gluten Unless something's specifically labeled gluten-free, assume there's gluten. Right. With the alcohol, though, yeah, it's like, you. I guess you don't necessarily... I expect gluten in most things. It's just everywhere. I expect wheat. I expect nuts to be in everything. Yeah. Um, I, you know, if I, I have a horrible nut allergy, if I see something I'm not... didn't make myself, I'm probably going to steer clear. Um, 
Yeah, yeah but I, I, I don't. Kind of I surprise. don't expect rum or, on the dessert table. Or if it was uh, like uh, special brownies. I've been at yeah, an event. Oh, oh, yeah. I've been at an event. Uh, I've been at two events. One of which um, I had snarfed down too before I had heard someone mention to someone else. It's like, oh yeah, if you have one of these, wait forty minutes. If you don't feel anything, have another. I'm like, god damn it. I'm like, oh shit. I mean, it was it was a party, a just standard party. Um, They're off to the corner. No labeling in that. Uh, I wasn't expecting there to be special brownies unlabeled. And it's like, um, this is could be potentially bad. In the case of alcohol, it could be a trigger for someone who's trying to avoid alcohol. Uh, for cannabis, it could be, what if I was going to be tested that Monday for my job as a normal thing? I would be very upset. Um, yeah. And, and now, the other time I've been to a party where someone was just really hungry and it it was labeled. They it just wasn't labeled very well, and it got shuffled on the table. And they just snarfed down a couple because they were really hungry. And I was like, "Oh shoot, sorry." Dude. <laughs> now I'm really hungry. <laughs> sorry, dude. And it was like you know the hosts were very up, you know there's you know lots of other things on the table. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think yeah, the etiquette. I think also uh, the etiquette of you know like gym etiquette. You know also dungeon etiquette. Clean up after yourself. Yes, um, don't leave well, was, or body fluids lying around. And that was one thing I noticed. Um, the uh, the trio who put on the nice show uh, were very strategic in how they placed their towel. Yes. Because the bottom was probably dripping from his dick because he was getting a lot of attention. And there was a towel directly folded underneath his dick to, so he wasn't yes. just dripping yes. onto the floor and the pads. And I was like, you guys came prepared and bravo. Um and even you know that thing you know the uh, the rack they were using, um, it's leather vinyl kind of covering, probably leather. Uh, yeah, wipe that down. There's wipes there for cleaning. Yes, and uh, just even just the sweat and salt, even if it's not other fluids, just to take care of it. Um, putting you know cleaning toys after you use them. There's a nice selection of toys at all these places. Um, I think the assumption is if you've used something, especially in someone. Clean it out, clean it afterwards before you put it away and put it away. Yes. So I think that's just general like gym equipment etiquette. It's like take care of your spaces, clean up after yourself. No one, yeah, no one wants to try and have a scene in someone else's puddle of, you know, nasty old cum. Maybe some people like that. I think yeah, most people but, are like, no, I want to make new cum right. messy. In. Yeah, I mean, having, you know, it, it's one thing if it is a raunch party, mm-hmm. but. Yeah, generally at a general typical dungeon, if there can be such a thing as a typical dungeon, yeah, no, clean up, clean, Mm -hmm. make sure that yourself is clean, that you clean up after yourself. I think if there's things that you know you're going to need, bring them. Because like I said, the lube thing, it's nice when it's there, but if there's something you really need to get off, if you need poppers to bring yourself off, bring bring poppers. Don't assume things are going to be there, uh, you know. You just treat the place with respect. Don't, you know, yeah, break things. I mean, I, th- I think that's the t- typical etiquette of just the use of the space. Um, I think it's, yeah, I think a lot of it's just that idea of common sense and common courtesy, which sometimes has to be taught. Yeah. I, and, yeah, w- one thing that happened at number six was uh, kind of an impromptu fisting session. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the guy wanted to get fisted. Um, but he hadn't been fisted in a while, and you know I didn't have my Crisco on me. Mm. He, he didn't have any, so we were kind of scrounging around trying to find something that would work for a hand. Mm. Which, yeah, I'm I when I go grocery shopping this week, I'm going to pick up some butter flavored Crisco sticks mm. and find the expiration date on them. And week bef- right a week before that on the counter, make chocolate chip cookies mm. and cycle those out. Oh. In, in you know, in case I, I don't end up using them, you know, don't want to throw away good food. But yeah, I think also I I I think the key with etiquette is uh, if there are things that are important. I know like in number six, there's a whole wall of toys that are not to be played with unless the owner brings them down. Yes. And there's a sign on it. So that, I think, shows right there. It's like the etiquette is, says don't touch, so don't touch. But also, it was a nice thing for the owner to say, hey, these are either delicate or special or dangerous. They require special attention. Everything else 
is free for people to use. Right. Well, but here, these items here, you know, there's right. something well, special. And, and, and the issue was is that it, it, it's his wall of shackles. And mm-hmm. what happened one time is that somebody couldn't find the key. Ah. So in order to prevent that from happening again before hmm. um, anything comes down off of that particular wall of metal bondage, the dungeon master has to be there and he has to verify that A, we have the key, and B, the key works. <laughs> in the human moment, yeah, you don't think that thing through. It's, oh, this will be super sexy. Click, and it's like, oh, shit. Oh, shoot. Especially if something happened and person needed to be released quickly because i don't yes. think they have the equipment to get cut through those shackles quickly uh you know it's one thing when you're bound with rope okay yeah rope, paramedic rope shears, cut. yeah yes uh metal shackles that's different um and i think a very last thing with etiquette is just uh how to purport yourself in the dungeon part of that's the talking in the right places i think you just have to be aware of the energy of it all um because i do think with a dungeon there's a lot more the level of consent is down quite a bit um, and there's a lot more touching and feel things you would do in a dungeon, which you'd never do at a bar or just, you know, at a party, right? Right. You know, where you might touch someone or even to even touching someone. Um, I think you just have to play like, like I said, that trio, they were loving the show, but I don't think they were really wanting anyone to join in. No. And, and uh, yeah, I think yeah. people were reading that, right. It's like, you know, People were making comments about, hey, you know, I think even offering, do you, you know, do you need some stimulation while you're doing that and that? And they didn't take anyone up. So, you know, yeah, offers so, so, were made so people did, yeah, yeah. There, there were, yeah, I know that I, I offered a little subtly, but yeah, well, they're, no, they were just into themselves. And I think that's a key with etiquette and purporting yourself well is just to know the crowd and, and act accordingly. You know, be aware. And that can be tricky, too, because, you know, sometimes it's sometimes it's not easy to pick up on signals and read them properly. So I think it's just so or, you know, and so if you do go too far and someone says no or, you know, gives indication, you back off. It's like, oh, cool, because there's going to be someone just around the corner who's going to want that done to them. So yes. don't worry. All right. We we are over time already. I <laughs> um, haven't done anything really craft wise. Well, I, I did want to mention something. Uh, craft-wise, that out that there is, it's an Etsy store, um, and they're on Facebook. They might have a full website, um, but they show up on Google as that darn yarn company, mm-hmm. Michigan-based, mm-hmm. at least kink adjacent. They do hand-dyed wool yarn. Mm-hmm. Um, might. Some of them might be certified organic. I th- that I, I don't care about organic in yarn, so I I didn't check. Um, but uh, they work with Michigan shepherds to get Michigan wool and, okay. and hand dye, and they also have a line of bags and coffee mugs um, with creative sayings on them. One of them that I want to get my hands on. Um, is a coffee mug that says "World's okayest Knitter." <laughs> I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's right. I ain't the best, but I, I'm okay at it. Um, I don't know um, how backed up they are um, and how quickly they are able to ship out. So by the time this podcast goes live, it might be too late for Christmas presents. Um, but you can always claim that it's for. Orthodox Christmas, that's January 7th. My or, feeling is if, yeah. if if you're going to get a present that's anything special or interesting, if you haven't done it by the beginning of December, just give up. I mean, it, it's, yeah, it, it's, well, it's too crazy, and especially small companies and all that. Yeah, if, if, if it's something that's at all interesting or different, yeah, get it early and don't even think about it. Yeah, no, I, I told... This is the time yeah. for gift cards. Yes, I told the owner... That um, any money it, when I if I get money for Christmas, I will be spending some of that with them. Cool. So yeah, because I definitely want that mug, and also I need a new uh, bag for my yard. And they have their tote bag says ball sack on it, and then a graphic of a yard ball, mm-hmm. um, which uh, the owner said is one of their most popular items. So, yes, check out That Darn Yarn Company. 
uh, check out Crochet Empire. If you're in Chicago, check out the men's room. If you're in or near Lansing, check out the Esquire Bar. Uh, and yeah, I think that about covers. And if you're everything. in Lansing uh, and want a cool concert and are capable of time travel, come to our concert. <laughs> All we ask of time travelers is if you're coming to the concert, keep in mind if you come to it before so you don't run into yourself. That's always embarrassing. Yes. Uh, or if you're in Lansing and are in the mood for some casual sex with minor, minor celebrities, you know, the kind of people who podcast to a uh, hundred or so people every other week, um, shoot a, a tweet to Harry Prone Comp and I'll see what I can do to you. Yes, shoot it to him. I have no fucking time. <laughs> Fair enough. And speaking of no time, we've run out of time again. Send your questions, comments, show ideas, dirty pictures, or project photos to harryprone at gmail.com. Tweet at us. We are at harryprone.com or leave a rating and review wherever you get your podcasts. Our theme music is Hotspot by Aux Used Under the Creative Commons Attribution License. We are your hosts, Sir Arcane and Lansing Mike. Wishing you peace, love, and perversion. Good night. Night.